Hi everyone, my name is Lisa Welsh and I'd like to welcome you to Microgreens for growers and consumers. Hope you guys are all having a great day. I know my day's been pretty good and I'm excited to talk to you today about Sorrel. Have you never heard of Sorrel? Don't worry, you're totally not the only one. It's not a very popular herb in North America. But as to why that is, mm, I'm not quite sure. Because it's got a wonderful tart and succulent flavor. It's so delicious. Um, I was snacking on some just a few hours ago in the grow room. Shh, don't tell anybody. I'm not supposed to go in there. My husband gets upset. <laughs> so, Sorrel, um, it's also called Rumex Acasto or Sorrel. Because if Latin isn't your thing, and I hope it's not your thing. It's the perennial herb that belongs to the knotweed family, along with rhubarb and buckwheat. So the term knotweed stems from the little nodes on the stem of some of the f that some of the, the plants have in that family. So sorrel grows in grassland habitats all over Europe and in parts of Central Asia. Um, although they do, I did research a little bit about it, and they basically came to the conclusion that they didn't actually know where it originated from. The origin story of Sorel is unknown, but they have found traces of it going back all the way to the 1700s in Jamaican literature. Just in case you guys ever wanted to know that. I feel like I should be in Jeopardy or Trivia Pursuit or something. I suck at trivia games. But if I was good at it, I would have a lot of knowledge. So, the plant grows into three varieties. There's the French, uh, the red veined, and the broadleaf. Um, all of which look slightly different. Um, we grow the red veined, and the red veined is gorgeous. Bright lime green leaves, there's deep, deep dark red veins. Oh, it's very, very pretty. Um, that's why they usually use it for decorative purposes when they use it in restaurants and on menus um it's definitely more attractive than the french one and the broad broad leaf because they're just kind of green but not as cute just in case you wanted to know however just because they call it rumix acatatosa whatever it's called don't confuse that with the hibiscus whatever um which most people confuse as roselle or jamaican sorrel Roselle actually bears fruit. This, not so much. Actually, no, it doesn't. Um, they consider it mouth-puckering goodness. Sorrel has vitamin A and C, potassium, and acolyx acid. Which, here's your Surgeon General warning or whatever, can be harmful in high doses. Um, However, they do say it would require an enormous amount of sorrel to be consumed on a daily basis before it would have any kind of threat. While that is true for us humans, I was going to sidebar right quick. Sorrel is toxic to dogs. Do not let your dogs eat it, or I will come kick your butt. Because I love my three dogs, and my three dogs love my microgreens. But I always check on them first. And I'm actually going to do an episode I think next week where I'm going to go into I think there's I found a list of about 50 different um, things that are toxic to our dogs and yep 
I'm only targeting dogs. If you got a cat, oh, I'm sorry for you, but I ain't targeting your cat. I'm focused on the dogs. Um, mainly because if they're they're toxic for one, they're gonna be toxic for both. And you know, I don't know. I have dogs, so I'm a dog person. So I'll probably do that next week. Um, just because while I was doing my research, I came across some good uh, studies for that. So anyhow, back to Sorrel. Um, it has vitamin A and C. And as you know, vitamin A and C both have been shown to contribute to eye health and healthier and stronger immune systems, respectfully. And potassium helps to lower one's blood pressure and increase blood circulation. But in addition to helping with blood and pressure and potassium, they are low in calories. Whoa! The tender green also has 2.3 grams of protein in every 3.5 ounce portion. So it's got some protein, low in calorie. The best way to eat sorrel, in my opinion, is right alongside some seafood. It can go along other meats, but really, it's got a it's got a lemony flavor, so it, it fits perfectly with seafood. Um, you can also put it with some poultry. Uh, it does it does add a nice zing to your smoothie or your salad, but I personally don't like that zest in my salad, so I kind of keep it with my, my fish. Um, and don't forget, you know you kind of want to not really cook it, but you want to top it off at the end. Everyone says to me, well, there's not very many recipes for growing or for cooking with microgreens because you really ain't supposed to cook with them. Why would you want to? If you cook with them and it cooks out most of the nutrients, then you defeated the whole purpose of buying some kind of superfood to begin with. Now, if you don't care about the nutrients and you're only doing it for the flavor, then I totally understand that. But if you're doing it for the health benefits, then you don't want to cook it. Anyhow, um, let's see here. Another thing you want to know is that, oh, let's see, uh, red sorrel um, propagates by both root and by seed. And the cool thing is, is that, so what that means is you can grow from seeds or you can do cuttings. So you can always, so when you finish your tray of microgreens, you can probably continue to grow or leave some behind, leave some cuttings and let them keep growing. The other thing I found out was that I think they grow to be 15 inches wide and I think 12 inches tall. So as you know, we cut microgreens about one to three inches tall. So they get to be quite large. So I, I think I'm actually gonna throw some. I have some growing, but I think I'm gonna see if my husband, actually I'm not gonna do anything, see if he will move them, some of them outside so that we can grow or keep them in his grow area. But because I want to start growing other things and I want to be able to utilize things for different reasons. That didn't make any sense, did it? <laughs> I want to continue to grow things and I want to try to diversify my crops. And it's real easy to just keep growing sorrel. Um, it's a more expensive seed, I will say that, I believe. However, I think Walmart, yeah, it was Walmart. They had, I think, a pricing faux pas. So, well, Sorrel, I think, was like $100 or $200 a bag. They were like half of that price at 
Walmart. And so a bunch of people posted that they found it. And I think I think everyone in the country was on shock when like Red Sorrel was being sold out at Walmart. Because everybody went for it. And the seed is great. Um So, also, red sorrel is a detoxifying herb and acts as a diuretic. In case you need one. If you juice your red sorrel leaves and ingest that juice, that can benefit the kidneys and urinary tracts. So tea is also made from steeping the leaves, and it can be helpful for inflammation, fevers, and scurvy. I don't know if we still have scurvy running around. What if we do? Although I never expected to be in a pandemic that's going to last like a year. Who knows what's going to happen next? Um, let's see. Oh, so red sorrel also contains, besides the vitamins that we talked about, which was, I think, C, B, and A, um, it has calcium, potassium, magnesium, and a small amount of phosphorus. I'm not exactly sure what happens with the phosphorus, but definitely not a scientist. The bright red green leaves also contain phytochemicals, uh, flavonoids such as that are powerful antioxidants. Red sorrel is an ingredient in a tea called Isic, which is used in alternative cancer treatment in North America. What? Oh, yes. And the Native American, they use red sorrel as an antidote for poison. So, it seems as if people like to eat red sorrel for a lot of different reasons. At least from a nutritional standpoint. Personally, it I think it just tastes amazing. It takes a little bit longer to grow, so if you're going to try to grow it, you need to make sure you have room on your shelves to grow something that's going to take between 30 to 45 days. Um, and a lot of people, I notice, grow it beyond a microgreen. So, like, let's, let's talk about this for a minute, because it's a, kind of a pet peeve of mine. Okay, so... If you're listening to microgreens for growers and consumers, what are we talking about? Microgreens. We ain't talking about baby greens. We ain't talking about collard greens. We ain't talking about anything other than microgreens. And there's a reason for that. See, I want the microgreens. I want them at their small, nutritionally dense, packaged up goodness. I don't want baby greens, and I don't want sprouts. Well, that's just crazy. But I'm hoping that you also are aware that when you grow something, a lot of people will do, they'll grow to baby greens, and they do that for one big reason. Well, they can cut less and put less in a package, and it still has the weight. Now look, if you're so hard up that you gotta try to stretch out your microgreens to make more money, because you didn't put enough margin on your crop to begin with, then you should really look at your pricing because you priced it too low. You should be able to get a comfortable margin based on growing your microgreens at the appropriate length. If you're growing them out to be too big, then when they come see another farmer's product, they're going to think that they're not... Uh, they're not going to know whose isn't right. And the reality is, is if yours isn't right, then you should do something about it. So, here's my little... Soapbox, don't mind me yawning. I think it's like 5 a.m. Um, but 
I just kind of want to touch base with you guys on this um, and continue on our journey. I think we have uh, a few more next. But I am going to definitely do something talking to you about the toxic uh, microgreens for our pets. Because, man, we don't want to harm our pets. We love our pets. They're awesome. Alright, you guys. Have a great day. Stay safe out there. If you need me, you know how to find me. If you want any deep dives into anything, well, you still know how to find me. Um, also, I have been getting a ton more. Um, let's see, how do I put this politely? Okay, y'all. If you call and you text me and you want me to answer questions about how to do your business, I don't mind helping. But I have a consultation. A, I have a consultant site set up just for that. Because you know what? When you call and you text me and you... Um, ask me a question Dude, I'm all about that I exist or my purpose is to help educate and I have no problem with that but really I try to educate no offense I'm trying to educate my customers more so than, than other growers with other growers I feel like you can certainly understand that if I were to answer all the questions I get every day I would not do anything and you should also understand that I mean my time is a little bit valuable to a lot of people, especially my family. So I charge for my consultations. Um, if you just, I don't know. So I'm just asking you guys to please, um, instead of messaging me like five trillion times, um, just if you need a lot, a lot of questions, just send for a consultation, please. Or if you're part of one of my groups, um, which would be the Florida Microgreen Growers, or if you're part of the Salt family, um, then you can just post it in the feed and I will see it. But I got to tell you, most of the time I don't see most of the posts. Um, I do see when people direct message me on Facebook though. Um, so I understand why you do it. And if you really do need a question and answer and it's just one question. Or you think it's uh, just clarification, just go ahead and shoot it to me. But I do ask that if you have a lot of stuff going on that you just try to uh, use the consultation not trying to be greedy just trying to honestly set healthy boundaries in my life because i will spend all day telling you everything you need to know and that's not helpful for me in the long run as far as what it takes from my business to you know sit on the phone all day so anyhow the nicest way i can say if you have a lot of questions please book a consultation i promise you they are 60 bucks for half an hour but i promise you're supposed to send me a little bit of your questions or your topic ahead of time. And I promise you'll leave with far more value than, than that $60 worth. As a matter of fact, I just had two today. And um, one of them was somebody calling back after I talked to him, I think, last month. And he implemented one of the things I had said to try. Um, he definitely is making money on that ideal. A few thousand dollars already. So... You guys, I got some good ideals. I have binders full of them. And I don't have the time to implement them all. So that's another reason why I do it in that consultation thing. Because then I basically can give to you a cool concept that should work. Alright, you guys. Have a great day. Oh, and the link to that's in my site. But um, I'll talk to you guys next week. We'll talk about keeping our pets safe. Bye.